The last time I was here is um, when you were our social media guy on the Dan and Maz show. I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> but do you know what I find really weird? Because I tell people this story because I often get asked about working on Dan and Maz and obviously I would have been so professional when I came on board. And you know, yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's disappointing. Oh. Well, it was my first job. The story I tell people about my classic date work is when we got a tarantula. Oh, Nikki and, Webster. And it finally came out of this little burrow and I got my phone out and I was filming it. And then I see this little hand come over my shoulder, your hand, to push record on my phone because I I wasn't recording anything. And I was like, yeah, no. Well, look, I wasn't the greatest digital producer of all time. Oh, man. This is Totally Obsessed with Dan DeBoo. Talking to interesting people about that interesting thing that interests them. Bit of a change of pace for Totally Obsessed this week. Christian Hull is my guest, as you just heard from little intro snippet. Christian used to be the web guy on Dan and Maz, and now he's famous in his own right. Uh, you might know him from YouTube and Facebook in his videos. He puts on wigs and pretends to be Trish. He eats too much caramel chocolate. Actually, that dovetails quite nicely into what his obsession is, which is, and he wanted to talk about this, his struggles with weight and overeating. The topic is a serious one and the conversation became really vulnerable and really interesting. Trying to unpack why he's had these struggles, where it started, how he feels about it, and so many moments of his life that he shared, you know, how he feels in stores or how he feels when people see him eat in public, the anxieties he has with that. There's this amazing moment where he shares this revelation that he's taken so many before photos at the start of his weight transformation journey, but it never ends up happening. And now, when his personal trainer said to him, show me a photo of what you want to look like. He's now using his before photos from the past. Like that just, for him to open up like that, that was really interesting. We cover a lot of ground in this one. Things like uh, the psychology and the industry of food. Why we correlate weight with health. You know, why when you see someone who is a bigger person, do you think, well, they must be unhealthy? And it's been shown that doctors think that too when a large person comes in to their practice. Like I said, it's one of the more serious topics we've done on this, but definitely interesting. And hopefully you'll see a new side of Christian too. If you like the podcast, if you find it relatable, you find it interesting, reach out to Christian, reach out to me as well and share it with your friends. And don't forget, every little bit of love that you give to this podcast lives on 10 times as much inside my heart. Oh, well, here it is. Episode 10. Well done, me, of Totally Obsessed with Dan DeBoof, Christian Hull. We're talking about food and overeating. That's his obsession. Let's get into it. Christian, what are you obsessed with? I've brought a really serious one, which oh. we can make fun of okay. and be lighthearted about. Is this like um, 
You know, in the olden days when they'd have sitcoms like the Brady Bunch or Leave It to Ve- Leave It to Beaver or whatever, and they'd have oh, like yes. the very special episode where it was like, now in this episode, you know, Jan Brady tries a cigarette, <laughs> and you go, all right, time to talk about serious yeah. cigarettes. The cousin comes in, and he might be a queer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yes. Well, I had a think about this yeah. and um, one thing that I'm I'm obsessed about throughout my oh, like post high school days is oh god this is haha hello is my weight okay right so like food and how I look and how I dress and sort of just body image but just the weight side of things and that's something that um, I always make fun of and I joke about in videos and and posts that I do but I am like Obsessed. Yeah, okay. And I have been for the last, I reckon, like eight years. Just personally. And how old are you? 30 30, or something? Almost 32. Almost 32. All Mm. right. And you were saying your personal training and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Well, should we go back to your childhood or where do you want to start? I've often thought about where my obsession with food comes from. And I had a really good chat with um, another friend of mine. Do you know Sonda? Yeah. Yeah, and she was saying we had similar upbringings. You always finish your meal. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't matter if you're full or not. You always finish your meal. Where are your parents from? Um, they're both Aussie. Oh, okay. Because often that's an immigrant thing. Well, you know, everyone thinks my mum because she's like she looks like a little Greek mum and she serves a lot of food. <laughs> and so it was always the sit at the table, finish your meal. And so I'd be full. And obviously, mum and dad didn't think I was. Yeah, and so you'd yeah, be stuffing yeah, yeah. down just because I wanted to leave the table and watch TV or do something. And and she was saying, you've conditioned yourself and your body to to want to finish everything that's on your plate. So now when I order food or I'm at a restaurant, mm. I have to finish everything. And I'm really full, but I just keep shoveling it in. And you read these articles as well about food waste. And you're like, oh, so much money gets yeah. poured into, you know, there's all these carbon emissions the footprint is so huge and then these people just throw away half a steak and that's the equivalent of driving your car for 10 years and, you know, all this sort of stuff. And you're like, well, who am I to throw this food away? Yeah. You know? And dad would always say, finish your meal. There are starving kids in Africa. Yeah. And you're like, okay, dad, those poor kids, I better eat for them. Like, like on, cra- no on Crazy Rich Asians when they're like, finish your food, there's starving kids in America. <laughs> <laughs> when you were a kid, were you... Like, was food a reward or was it like, oh, you know, yeah, like, well done, yeah. have a chockey or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Oh my God, you had a hard day. Here's food. Yeah. Yay, congratulations. Here's food. You know, yeah. for every occasion there was food. So mm. it was always the go-to. as well, celebrations as well. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's Christmas. Let's eat a thousand times our own body <laughs> weight. And, you know, I'm not against that, but at the same time, it is, it's psychologically linked. Yeah. Talking about the Dan and Maz show, we had this unspoken rule on the show that every show we would do something about cute animals and something about food, right? Mm. Those were two things. And if we did any topic around like, what's the best chocolate bar, it would go bonkers yeah. because- Food has that connection with people. And I know that you, for example, went crazy online about some chocolate bar or something. Uh, yes. Now. Caramilk. And so, mm. did you, like, honestly, it's just a goddamn chocolate bar. Like, it really doesn't matter. Well, this is the thing. I've gone down the rabbit hole 
um, last year of watching all the food documentaries on Netflix and they fascinate me and the meat industry and the pharmaceutical industry and all these industries. Like I, I realised the pharmaceutical industry is a business. The food industry, it's a bit, they're designed yeah. to make money. And they're not there to feed. They're there to, yeah, they're, they're there to there sell. They're not there to help you. Yeah. They're there to make money. And yeah. I just had always thought that the good of the industry would, oh, they just want to cure cancer. No, they just want to make money off of cancer. Yeah, correct. And, yeah, and yeah. you know, so the food industry and the pharmaceutical industry was essentially, you know, you'd have people who owned both. So they're feeding you these foods that cause all these diseases and then helping you with these diseases by selling you the medicine. Mm. And then you get well and then you'd eat these foods again. So it was this crazy cycle. And I had just always believed, you know, like a Diet Coke was... Oh, well, it's healthy. They put it out there because they wanted people to be better. Yeah, no sugar and, and all this type of stuff. And there was one thing that got me, and it was uh, they got the CEO of Pepsi. Yeah. And she was teaming up with Michelle Obama to make healthier options for kids. But their version of a healthier option was just something that was not as unhealthy as a can of Pepsi. Yeah, correct. Right? Which was like a gram less sugar. Yeah. And, and it's it's like... Isn't that great? The company's trying to help out kids. It's like, no, they're trying to put their product in kids' meals. Yeah, and they want to get on board with Michelle Obama. She's a big name. It's big advertisement. Then suddenly they sell out of all these, you know, diet-ish products and they're in schools and all this funding's happening. And then when they, in this documentary, they they look into, uh, you know, what are they substituting out? What are they putting Mm. in? And it's just... It's just fake. It's just chemicals. It's just a concoction of chemicals to make something flavorful that, you know, there's no nutrients, there's no support. And And it's something like to get the amount of uh, calories that you would get. uh, So let's say you want X amount of calories. Mm. It costs eight eight times more as a consumer. You have Mm. to spend eight times more to get the healthy version of that. Yes. So if you want to eat, say, hundred calories or a thousand calories or whatever worth of lettuce mm. that'll cost you eight times more than it would to just get it at McDonald's. Yes. Yeah. And that's the other thing is when you're trying to save, you know, um, when I was living in Sydney, Sydney's really expensive. Yes. Or even, you know, living here in Melbourne, mm. you know, I mean, now I'm on good money, but then, <laughs> you know, I wasn't before. So you've, you've just got to be like, well, a McDonald's meal for $5 is easier than me going and buying some rice and some broccoli. And it's also yep. Uber Eats, you know, yep. they come to your door. Yep. It's so accessible to eat so bad and so unhealthy and it's easy. And when you're not in your routine, like when you're not, like I found as soon as I got into the the motion of, of working on, you know, an afternoon show with you guys, like you mm-hmm. know the routine, this is allocated for cooking, this is allocated here, yeah. I did nothing, I'm not stressed, I'm great, I'm happy to cook and do, I would eat healthy. But mm. as soon as, you know, when I stopped working on the show and I went on to another show, the, the, the hours were different, everything stuffed up and I got too stressed and I didn't want to think about what I was eating. So I would just eat whatever. And it was always terribly unhealthy. And that's when I went from 85 kilos to 105. That's the first thing that goes is exercise and good eating. But but exercise and good eating, this is what I put into categories, uh, is time for yourself. So you've got time for work. You've got like, I've got time for um, the show that I work on, Carrie and Tommy. Yep. I've got time for my- Good, sort good of, credit. Yeah, good plug in there. <laughs> um, my sort of videos and what I do at home. And then uh, time for myself. And I- it's trying to balance those three. And usually if I want to do full-time employment and my own stuff, which is both, it's quite for long. Mm. I have to sacrifice uh, cooking, going to the and gym. And what else is gym and cooking competing with? If you put it in time for self, it's competing with uh, catching up with friends. Yes. It's competing catching up with family. Yeah. It's competing with doing the laundry. It's competing with all of those things, yeah. right? And it's like, how do I want to spend my time that isn't uh, work or side hustle? Yeah. How do I want to spend that time? I can spend it... 
catching up with my friends. Mm. I can spend it reading a book. I can spend it or I can be in the kitchen. And if you don't want to be in front of a hot burner slicing up vegetables for 45 minutes, yeah. yeah, crying over onions or whatever, then it's very easy to fix that. And that's just... Uber Eats, done. Mm. And then you get more time to spend it how you want to spend it, which Mm. isn't necessarily a good thing. Mm. You know, these days there's this whole like, you can spend the time however you want. And it's like, well, maybe there's something to be said for having to spend the time chopping up vegetables. (laughs) Maybe that makes you a better person. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) It's just, but it's just such a hard, and you know, then. You, you finally get time for yourself and then you stand in front of a mirror and you go, oh, my God, it's just too much effort to fix. Like I'm like to eat food, easy, comfortable, great, but then to be healthy and to sort of, I just want to slim down. It's interesting you say slim and healthy because I don't know if there's a oh, correlation there between a, the two. I thought there was. Yeah. I've always been a thin person, yet I have always been able to eat a hell of a lot and I would never really put on any weight. Whereas I could imagine that, if a, a heavier person or, you know, a fat person mm-hmm. said, I ate all this food, then society would yes. go, how dare you? Yeah. You know? You're, you, you're, you, pr- you're the problem. Yeah. You piece of scum. You're, you're putting mm-hmm. pressure on the public health system. Have you no shame? All this sort of stuff. Yeah. Do you feel that there is a pressure on you as a heavier person to eat a certain way, at least publicly? Yes, absolutely publicly. Like I'll go somewhere and um, I hate people watching me eat. Mm. So I like like at home, (laughs) you know, no time for chewing. But then in public I eat quite delicate or try to eat, you know, respectfully so people don't look at me and go, oh, my God, look at him just shoveling food in his mouth. Yeah, do yourself a favour, mate. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I... I, I hate people watching me eat. I'll go into another room, like at work or I'll, if I'm eating at my desk, I just, I don't, yeah, I've always hated. Would a, you eat in a food court? Uh, only if I had to. Yeah. I'd get a smaller size yeah. or. A sumo salad. Oh my God. Yeah. It's yeah. always the sumo salad. Yeah, yeah, it is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's always sits there in the food court and there's all the other options and you go, I'm an absolute scumbag if I don't get that salad. Yeah. 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 You've got to get it. And then as soon as I get home, it's like on the way home, stop by the IJ, you get the chips, the <laughs> you know. I've ordered, and, and this is one thing that <laughs> you'll order a lot on Uber Eats and you know it's bad when it comes like with two sets of cutlery. Because oh, yes. But again, <laughs> see, I do the same yeah, thing, yeah. right? Like I'm so, and that's another problem with Uber Eats is you don't see the food before it arrives. So, like, if you're in a restaurant, you can see on mm. other people's tables the size of the portions oh, yeah. and what they're eating, and you can get a feel for it. And you might you be with another person normally in a restaurant, yeah. So you like to have to almost justify your meal choices in front of them, yes. So you can't be like, oh um, I'll get a, a main meal <laughs> and also <laughs> like a little snack as well. And look, I've got like this, I've got this flavor and that flavor, but I'm missing this flavor, so I'll get that as well. And now, how much can that be? Like, yeah. what's that? And it's like, oh, 55 bucks. Yeah. Oh, it's so much money. But you know what? I'm super hungry. I'll divide and it, it arrives, two meals. And, yeah, and it arrives yeah. and it's literally a, a, a Game of Thrones style <laughs> banquet. You know, you got a pig with an apple yes. in its mouth. There's yes. mountains of candied yams and all this stuff. And you're like, what? Like, why? Why did I ever get all of this? And then yes. you say to yourself, every time. okay, you know what I'll do? I'll save some for tomorrow. Yeah. And what happens like literally 25 minutes later? It's gone. 
or I do that. I yep, put it on a plate, put the rest in the fridge. So I'm like, oh, now it's cold, and then oh I'll, and yeah, then now I finish it. Um, and, and then you I'll know be what? Watching TV and like fidgety. I'm like, it's in yep. the fridge. I know it's in the fridge. I'm still hungry. Oh, yep. blah, blah, blah. And you're waiting for the hunger to kick in. Like you know, and cold wait, pizza wait sometimes minutes. tastes even better. Oh. And then you go into the fridge and you just finish it off. I've sometimes brushed my teeth. I read a thing. If you're still hungry, just brush your teeth. And then you'll be like, oh, the mint, and now it's ruined, and now all my teeth are clean. And that has worked <laughs> occasionally. Yeah, there's heaps of things like that, though. Like, but that's, yeah. And it's also like you shouldn't have to fool yourself into living the life you want to live, you know? Like, well, that, yeah. that's what I always think, yeah. like, with exercise. Like, I like, once I get out the door and I'm running, I feel, like, great. Yeah. But, like, I have all these tricks to get myself out the door. Like, I, I get out of bed and have a shower, and instead of putting on, like, jeans, I put on my running gear. Yeah. So, that way I'm sitting around the house hating myself until I... And all yeah. I have to do is get out the door. Yeah. You know? And it's just those little things. And it's like, why do I have to fool myself into being a good person? I did the same because I was like, okay, I need to get in the rhythm of going out, being fit, going to the gym. <laughs> I went to, you know, Lululemon. Yeah. And I spent $150 on a gym bag. Yeah. Then I spent like $70 on clothes. I was like, I'm spending so much money. Yeah. This will force me to do it. Not once have I ever worn the clothes. Really? The gym bag sat in my room for about 12 months up until now, and I've started to actually physically go to the gym and start doing stuff. But it And buying men's health. I was thinking buying men's health and reading it. <laughs> I was like, well, I read it. So It's, um, it's the same with buying... Um, you know those books they sell at airports about how to be a business leader? Oh, self-help stuff. Yeah, all that sort of business guru kind of stuff. Oh. And you're like, I'm going to read three of these and then I'll and be then, a CEO. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, no, these are why the authors are rich, <laughs> not yes, you. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I mean, it's also about finding your triggers, isn't it? Because, you know, I found that, and this is going to sound a bit, you know. Wanky? Yeah, a bit inner city. But I found that <laughs> buying myself some you know, fancy running gear actually yeah. made me really get into it, you know? And I I see, like, the French soccer team or whatever in all their Nike outfits yeah. getting off the bus and yes. I go, see, now they look like fit people. If I look like it, you know, then maybe I'll, I don't know. I mean, I remember when I used to do acting back in high school or whatever and I would always find that I couldn't really get a grasp of a character until I had his costume. Yeah, right. So maybe it's that thing of, like, wow. if I dress myself up as this. Playing the character. Yeah, it's easier for me to just fall into it. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I often, uh, if I, I don't, I haven't been clothes shopping in maybe 18 months. Mm. I hate it. I just, you get into a mood and you're like, I don't want to wear clothes. And I, like the pants I'm wearing now, like these little sort of cotton on shorts I've had for four years and mm. I've worn them maybe for the last week because they're the, like, I now dress for comfort. Because nothing, if I try and look good, it's really uncomfortable. I went to get fitted for a suit for the first time. I tried it on. Thinking, what, did you get nominated for an award? I did. <laughs> I actually did. <laughs> um, and then I just felt uncomfortable. And then they look at you in the mirror and then they measure you. And I'm like, I hate this whole thing. This is the worst. And, I, you know, like with the PT I've got, he was like, take your shirt off. We'll do a before photo. And I'm like, I've done so many before photos and I've never done an after yeah, photo. Yeah, I've like, got a whole folder. My whole life has been before. <laughs> You know, I'm waiting for the after. Yeah, you'll be on your deathbed going, <laughs> well, all I've done is plan the future. But he goes to me, now, I'd like to see a photo of what you want to look like. And I was literally like, well, here's a before photo from 10 years oh ago. I want to go back to that. And I know it's really sad. Wow. Uh, and, um, wow. So you're, that's really interesting. Mm. So you're, 
instead of finding some photo online, yeah, or like someone like, that, ri- like realistically, I'm not going to be ripped. Yeah, I just exactly. None feel... of us are going to look like Zac Efron. No, yeah. I mean, I like, but the, but then again, I look at that and go, but he doesn't. The unhappiness, like you talk to people who are bodybuilders, but they're root, like they have a tin of tuna every 20 minutes and a oh. protein shake. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. Well, that's an eating disorder in itself. Yeah, that's like the opposite end exactly. of the Exactly. They call it orthorexia, which oh, really? is when you've got like orthodoxy rules. So it's like, oh. I've got the, um, I'm going to deprive myself normal things because I want to be way out at the other end. Wow. It's, that's super interesting as well. Yeah. Because there's so many, you do see these things. Where And it is the flip side to the let's order a thousand things on Uber Eats, mm. where it's like, all I've eaten today is a stick of celery, so I'm the best person in the world. And it's like, no, you're not. Mm. You're not the best person in the world. And that comes back to what we were talking about before, which is that idea of um, correlating mentally, like, physical size with health. Yeah. And, and, and looking at people and going, well, you've got this sort of round-shaped body, so you're probably unhealthy, whereas you've got this thin body, so you're probably healthy. And that's like, there's stats around that where it's something like only one third of fat people are that unhealthy and something like 50% of thin people have, are yeah. unhealthy, but we don't, no that's- one calls them on it. Well, I remember having my mind blown recently when someone said, oh, vegans can be unhealthy. Like, they can eat uh, chips. Sugar. Chips yeah. and sugar. And yeah. I was like, I just didn't think of that. And yeah. you can have vegans who are bigger. Yeah. And because I watched, I then watched all these meat documentaries, got freaked out and tried to be a vegan for three weeks. And I think the shock to the body was so bad, I got really sick. Yeah. I think that sort of intense period really taught me about food and what to eat and how to eat it and how to cook it. Well, they say the best way to eat healthy is to cook your own food. The second you actually start to really commit to it and to look at it. Yeah. Like I know, for example, um, I don't do any baking at home because I baked a cake once and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like the amount of butter and sugar. (laughs) I just went, this is surely a joke. Yeah. You know, like wow. you think maybe you'd put like a tablespoon of sugar in or something, you know, like two cups of sugar. <gasps> like, how is this even, like, how does society allow this to happen? Like, yeah, a piece of cake is nice, but it's not worth it. No. You know, and the second you do that and you, you have that physical, personal relationship with your food, then suddenly you start to look at things differently. But yeah, I, I look at people and I'm sort of like, like when you see that, like the six hundred pound man, like there's a documentary on a man that's mm. just so big, and I'm like, I don't know how. How do you get to that level? And I guess it's, but it's sort of like I feel like in you know easily in twenty years time I could be the six hundred pound okay. man because if you're not thinking about it and your stomach's getting bigger and you're eating more and more and you want more and more, you can just easily get bigger and bigger and bigger. And it sort of it took me a realization to um, think that well, it's rice. And now I'll fry it in some oil, but it's rice. And, you know, oh, and broccoli. Let's chuck a tub of butter on that, but it's broccoli. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's not doing, it's actually having the opposite effect of what I think. So mm. I'm eating more of it and it's, I'm making it fatty and I'm doing all this stuff. And then why do I feel tired all the time? Why is this happening? Why is my body doing this? And why am I getting bigger? And then it's when I went down that rabbit hole of watching all the documentaries, talking to trainers and talking, I haven't got to the level where I've got a nutritionist. I, I want one, but I don't. I don't know. I just. Oh, it's just so, so much. Where Where do you reckon you're at right now? Like in terms of how you're eating, are you happy? 
I don't know. And no. Think of uh, like the last week. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm I'm relatively happy with what I'm eating and I'm enjoying it, but then I get scared because I'm enjoying it. <laughs> You're supposed um, to enjoy it. But th- does that mean there's no rule saying like you have but to is hate that it? Like, unhealthy. Like what I'm cooking. Well, what? Why are you enjoying it? Because it tastes nice. See, I, for example, I don't know when it happened, but for some reason, I love water and vegetable and whole grains and. I don't know. I just yep. turned this mental corner probably around about my mid-20s yep. where all of a sudden I was like, I don't want to eat something yeah. like gross, like oily or like I don't want, like I can't remember the last time I had a can of Coke. But yeah, I've, I've definitely noticed with age, mm. things change and like I'll suddenly want to eat vegetables and, and I'll, I won't want to eat certain things and I'll feel a different way. Mm. You feel like I need to plan for the future, so I need to really think about what I'm doing. That's um, another thing with me as well is the, the, the grim specter of death oh, is a huge God. part of it as well because I look at it and I go, I know how I think. And if I, at the age of 55, am told that I've got heart disease, yeah. I will blame myself yeah. And say, Dan, you horrible person, you ruined the, your life and the life of your family. Yeah. You selfish, horrible person. Oh, wow, that's so dumb. I that's know, so right? Sad, though, so yeah. now I'm like, I I need Make, to I need mm. to control this now. Yes. So that if I do get to the age of fifty five and I'm told I have heart disease, I can go, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That was what that was, you know, Inevitable. things sometimes go wrong in life. And this one isn't my fault. Yeah, but then you, know? you read the article about the really super fit, active guy that runs marathons that died of a heart attack. Correct, right? So that's true, right? It can happen. Yeah. So you go, I guess I'm one of those guys. Or I go, well, it doesn't um, matter if yeah. I eat healthy or not. <laughs> I will order another meal on Uber. I don't know. I feel like you can stack the deck a little bit, but you can still yeah. draw the bad card. Yeah. You know? There's this interesting idea, the um, difference between... Um, conservatives and progressives, right? So, Mm. like, Republicans and Democrats or people who vote for the Liberal Party and people who vote for the Greens or whatever. And the idea is is that conservatives think that humanity is, I guess, good. And if we do bad things, it's because we are bad people. We choose to be bad. Mm -hmm. Our baseline is good, but we choose to do bad things. So, we choose to go out and eat bad food or we choose to kill someone, right? Whereas progressives think that everyone's flawed. Everyone has their own problems and their own difficulties, right? Right. So, and some people are predisposed to be murderers, right? And they need rehabilitation and care. Some people are predisposed to eat a lot, but, you know, through education or through understanding... We c- or through social welfare or whatever, right. we can help these people make better choices. So, it's that different idea of human nature, right? So, on the one hand, there's these people who say, yeah. if, if something's going wrong in your life, it's your fault. You should be more like me and have self-control. Right. Um, or I don't go around killing people. Why are you killing people? I don't know, man. Like, maybe I grew up in an awful suburb and that was the only way I knew how to get ahead and blah, blah, blah. And then, whereas you know, um, lefties or whatever, progressives, say, that's really interesting that you're unable to control your appetite. So, they say, how did you grow up? What's at risk in your life? Why are you you in a situation where you go, I reckon the best thing for me to do right now is to break into houses? And that's not a normal decision. Why are you making it? So, it's interesting around food, that idea that people have this assumption when you see a fat person, you go, well, look at their lack of control. Yeah. Look at them... Like, I don't eat 
20 donuts, whereas... The other people are saying... There's a, a shop who's holding 20 donuts out, Correct. putting it in your face. Yeah. Oh, it's $2. Yeah. Like, and yes. Yeah, this person, yeah, might go whole, like, that is such an easy way to get calories right now. Yeah. I'm hungry. Like, and it's like the dollar menu, isn't it, uh, in America? Uh, oh, my brother, um, he gets uh, Hungry Jack's do, or McDonald's do a dollar hamburgers yeah. for lunch. And so yeah. he goes, he gets, he gets the sliced cheese from Woolies. And then he just buys three hamburgers for a dollar and puts the cheese in. Yeah. I'm like, mate, that's so unhealthy. And he's like, yeah, but it's so cheap. Yeah. Do you know how cheap that was? Yeah. It's $4 essentially for lunch. And how much does the salad cost? $15. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's chopped up lettuce and it won't fill you up and you know it won't fill you up. So why go And arguably, like, it doesn't taste as good. No. So you're losing on every metric. Yes. You're losing on taste. You're losing on filling. You're losing on cost. But allegedly it's healthier. But if you're already unhealthy, like you say, like if you're already, like if the runner's going to die of a heart attack, then I'm definitely going to die one. So I might as well save some money and enjoy a hamburger on the way down. Yeah. But then you feel uncomfortable and awful and gross and you hate how you look. And so Mm. it's like, well, see, I've never been in a relationship and I've never wanted to be. And I've often wondered because I'm like, I love... Here we go. This might get a bit X-rated, but like grinder and the accessibility of casual sex is just great. Yeah, yeah. Right, and it's just sort of that instant gratification and get out of my house. I'm gonna do something else. <laughs> like that for me is just the best. But then someone said, "Oh, but you might fall in love." And you might. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't want to, but I wonder if that's stemmed from the fact that I don't. You think you don't deserve it or something like that? Yeah, a little bit. But, like, I don't like how I look. Why would someone else? Like, I'm always mm. so surprised sometimes at some of the guys that come over. I'm like, wow. You sh-. Like, I'll send them photos. Like, this just, I'm, you know. Bit just of, so you know. Bit on the, wow. you know. Yep. And then they're like, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, I don't. Yeah, but would they hold your hand in public? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's interesting, no, 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 isn't it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my chair just fell down. I'm so heavy. That the oh, no, no. no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think there's a couple of things that I feel are really important. And number one is something about not correlating weight with health. I think it's very easy. I think as a thin person, but it's but very easy. That, yeah, though. I know, but it's very it's easy so to just go, to yeah, I mean, I'm better because I'm thin. That's what you think, That's right? exactly you go, what I'm better I think. because I'm thin. I'm healthy because yeah. I'm thin. That's exactly what I think. And once you break that down and you go, you know what? Some people are just round people. And that doesn't mean they've made horrible life choices. But then the flip side is, is that's not an excuse to eat badly. And the problem is, like you say, society is geared towards bad eating. Yeah. When you look at, like, especially when you go out or when you're ordering or when, like, I don't want to cook, but I want to eat something healthy. Mm. I can't find a thing. Nothing. I end up going, just going to, um, I don't know, the baked potato place because it's a potato yeah. with vegetables. But that's it. Like, Yeah. Or you it, go, I'm sick of making that one vegetable dish I know how to make. Yes. Oh, oh steamed broccoli again. Yeah, um, yeah. Exactly. And that's just been the last 10 years of trying to balance uh, food and exercise, work, wanting to do a lot more myself, having ambition and doing all this. And but putting- I feel like your brain's in the right spot, though. Like, you talk about ambition. Like, I feel like you're definitely, like, personal trainer, like, eating vegetables. Like, I feel like but, you you know what you want to yeah, do. Yeah, but I've but done- you're in this sort of, will it all fall apart at any moment yes, kind of thing. I'm definitely there. But I've done, I've had four PTs before, and I've done, I've started this journey so many times, and I'm like, 
I decided to talk about it and post it on uh, Instagram and post it everywhere. So I'm sort of now accountable. It's hard because you have been, well, I have been conditioned to think that thin is healthy. And that when I learned that thin people can be unhealthy, I was yeah. like, but how they're thin. Like, I know, right? Yeah. And doctors think the same way. But when you gave yeah. me that stat of, you know, bigger people are actually yeah. sometimes healthier than thin people, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't. I just want to be thin. <laughs> I think that's what it boils down to. Have you I've, got like a rule that you're taking now into the future, like a, a philosophy or a way that you look at things? Is there something that now you reckon is from your research or from your obsession or from your looking and stuff yeah. that you go, I want to think of things more this way? I'm now in a mindset where I know what I'm eating. Whereas yeah. before it was just like a pizza, or a hamburger. And I wouldn't think yesterday I had all this terrible food. Mm. Today I'm going to have something nice. You know, five years ago, it was just all terrible. Mm. And now at least it's all good. There's vegetables in there. I'm cooking a bit more. I'm exercising. And you're allowed to have a pizza or a hamburger. You know, there's no crime in that. There's Mm. nothing wrong with it. But like I said about the cake and the sugar, once you know what you're doing, Mm. it's a lot easier to make an informed choice. If you don't know, you're going in blind. Yeah. And there are a lot of companies out there who take advantage of that. And they go, this guy doesn't know what's going on. Let's sell him this. I watched, again, going down the doc. I just watched so many documentaries. And one was really, really sad. And it was these kids who were quite overweight and they wanted to, you know, lose this weight. And um, they went and they, you know, the parents were buying them diet products and all this stuff and they were not losing a thing. And when the sort of the person comes in to, to tell them how they're going and track their progress, they're like, you've lost nothing. And she's like, well, okay, well, I'm exercising and I'm eating all these healthier foods. And they're like... These foods are not healthier. They're marketed That's another, as yes, healthier. Yes. And they lost no weight. And I was like, this is like they're trying so hard to do this. And what they think is so positive and so good and that they should be losing weight. Yeah. They're not because no, the no one ever puts a sticker on the front of an apple saying now with less calories. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And and I felt really bad for them because they were so young mm. and they were just but they were so big. And then I looked at that and went, but that's what the food industry and that's what we're being presented with is all these alternatives to yeah. make you feel better and thinner. But like on The not- Simpsons when there's like the diet chocolate pudding. It's like <laughs> I can just feel the pounds falling <laughs> right off. And it's like... What's the, um, that? Do you really think that that's their aim? Fat yeah. fighters? Yeah. Just <laughs> chop the cake in half, half the calories. <laughs> and then is there hope? That's why I just don't see hope for anything because... It- <laughs> Just, it's so bleak. What a way to end the podcast. I know, I know. Yeah, so after half an hour of intelligent discussion, we have realised yeah. there is no hope. No, I, don't. I think there is hope, but I think it's it so involves... difficult. I always come back to this because I'm probably a little bit of a socialist at heart, but I just think it involves education. I, I would agree. I think now that I feel a bit more educated, yeah. I know now that that is going to be unhealthy and that's yeah. not good for me. <sighs> it's lunchtime now. <laughs> <laughs> like we said, we started this just before yep. midday and yep. now it's lunchtime. We'll be getting a very healthy chicken and avocado wrap, which I've been now doing every day. Yeah, but where's the chicken sourced from? Oh, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Who it's, made it's the wrap? What chemicals thought, are in the wrap? <laughs> but I'm not making my own food. <laughs> all we can do is grow lettuce in our window box. <laughs> oh, you, can get, you, you know you can buy chickens and put them in a coop in your backyard. Are you going to buy chickens? No. And, are you going to slaughter them yourself? <laughs> You know what? Talk to me in in three years' time. All right. Hey, thanks. (laughs) No, thank you.
totally obsessed with Dan DeBooth is pretty much made entirely by me, Dan DeBooth, except for the music, which is by Caleb Garfinkel, and the artwork, which is by David Ferrier and Joe Kutry. <laughs> 